Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to our podcast from Sister Hazel, a man that needs no introduction, Jeb Harris. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? This is our sail away show for you know lead, taking us into Rock Boat Twenty Three. We uh, we set sail in a in a few days, and uh, we're super excited to pick your brain about your involvement in this creation of this amazing festival and. And all things rock boat and all things jet. So thanks again, man. Cool. My pleasure. Excited to be here, guys. So, you know, back around Christmas, we got to to know about you and and Hazel and and your love for music and how how that all transformed. And and now we want to chat about the rock boat and 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 from your viewpoint. Last year we got the chance to speak to Ken about it. And um that was awesome and always interested to see and hear people's different viewpoints. So can you take us back to when this idea was like floated and no pun intended? <laughs> yeah, I thought there was pun intended. That was, that was good. Um, yeah, it was. Well, I'm sure Ken gave a variation of this story. And what's funny is we all have slightly different variations of the story. Um, but my recollection was uh, we were finishing our fortress tour and we were trying to come up with an idea for the end of the tour party. And um, earlier that year, I had this idea to get on a, one of those big like sailing, like a big sail ship, mm-hmm. sailing ship and travel around. I had this whole route and play to people, set up stages and production on beaches and play from the boat to people on beaches. So that was okay. this original like crazy stupid idea um which somebody told me once there's no such thing as a bad idea but there are there are plenty of yeah. bad ideas amen <laughs> there are so uh, are you saying amen was a bad idea no I didn't. <laughs> no, no no chris said amen, no, chris said amen. <laughs> some, some say some say it is true uh, um and then uh i don't know if you guys know this but mark used to work on a cruise ship yep so he was he was uh, like a, one of those jazz drummers, played in some different ensembles for a couple of years before he joined Sister Hazel. Uh, so we, you know, these ideas kind of were floating around and, you know, we were working. Andy Levine was our manager at the time. He was the sixth man of, of Sister Hazel. And, and um, so we were talking about, you know, what to do and, the idea, I'm just going to say the idea came out of all these these things of this end of the tour party. And uh, so we said, great, we'll bring our friends and our families and we'll reserve some, you know, block of rooms on the ship. And then we were like, well, should we invite, you know, fans to this thing? I mean, what would that what's that look like? So we kind of floated it out there to the hazelnut community, which back then I think we were, we were 
uh, on MySpace or even before that, like message boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. message boards. <laughs> this is a message board, right? Um, and people were like, oh, yeah, I'll go on that with you guys. Uh, okay. So we started blocking cabins. This was a Carnival cruise ship. And uh, so, so we're blocking cabins. Next thing you know, we've blocked like half the boat. And the rest was already sold to cruisers. And so, you know, we're kind of making this up as we go. This wasn't a thing back then. And um, so I said, well, this isn't just going to be a party. If we've got our fans coming, we got to play a show somewhere. So I think we played on a Sunday afternoon, like right before or after bingo in the, in what would be the Stardust Lounge on this one. I can't remember what it, the lounge was on that car, little carnival boat. Um, and we just had no idea what to expect. It was, it was just like the wild west and, um, got on there and you guys know the hazelnuts. They, that's, that's what this grew from. They immediately like got it. There was this community vibe from day one, from the time we all stepped foot on the boat. Um, Dexter Freebish had been playing on, had been touring with us. So we brought them with us and they opened that, that show and we all got off that boat and we went, Hey guys, I think we're onto something here. This, we were all kind of looking at each other and Andy, um, you know, took the ball and, um, managed to secure the boat next year. And with, the, but you had to, you had to charter it. And that's a, that was a big step. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to start asking some of our friends and every single person was like, hell no. Why would I go lock myself in on a boat with a bunch of crazy fans for three or four days? This is the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. This is every single band. We had to beg our friends to come on that, that second. And, um, and of course, for years up until now, everybody that comes on it goes, I, I don't know if anybody has got off that boat from a artist perspective and gone, Hey man, uh, I don't ever want to do that again. Maybe one guy that got like super sick or something through the years, but every single artist that does it is like, Oh, this is great. Now, now there's so many of them that everybody's done it or heard of it. And so, but back then it was, it was like pulling teeth to try to get, get bands to want to come on, uh, oh. you know, to buy into it, to drink the Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was such, sure. a, such a weird idea. Um, <laughs> But really, I give the credit of the of the community of the boat and the vibe um, of how that built and the pebble in the pond to to our fans that really kind of they were the first ones doing this. They they were the ones that old school um, that got it, got how to how to behave. I mean, there's never been a fight on the boat. There's never been anybody thrown in jail, as far as I know. They maybe just aren't telling me now, but you know that <laughs> says something about this group of people. You got 2,500 people partying yeah. for five days straight, mm-hmm. and there's never a problem. It's because it's the, the these the they're just music lovers and music fans, and and like I said, we're just the we're just the kind of the pebble in the pond. Um, the thing grew from there, and it uh, you know not to fast forward to the end of it all, but looking, looking at back at everything from where I stand now in our 23rd year of doing this, it's one of the things I'm most proud of being a part of in my musical career. 
And that is so Jet Barris of you, so Sister Hazel of you to credit it to the fans. Um, I just think that speaks volumes right there. Yeah. Well, it's true, but thank you. So, so what does Jet do other than perform when on the rock boat to, to try to get we may have heard some rumblings from some people. <laughs> well, he is that, the architect, right? So. I mean, if Scott Terry is the mayor. <laughs> that is the mayor. You're, you're probably the chancellor. No. <laughs> yeah. So what does that make Ken if Scott's the mayor? Because Ken is Ken's like like the OG mayor. I think he, Scott's all over the boat. He's 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 amazing, dude. He's like the king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what am I? I am um I, what would my role be? I don't know. Um, somebody said architect. There is definitely architecture going on uh, back there. I try to get the things that I bring to the boat done all year so that when I get on the boat, I can enjoy myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I do have a great time. My wife comes with me um, almost every year. The only two years she missed was when she was pregnant with my with my son she was on the very first one when she was pregnant with my daughter. Um, and we told everyone, we stopped in Key West and we told everyone at, at, uh, at Rick's in Key West, uh, that we were pregnant That's with my awesome. daughter who is a senior in college now. So, um, and then, so she missed the one that's pregnant with my son and she missed the one, um, COVID one, the one that happened in November. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love to enjoy myself on it. Um, I'd love to take it in and be in the moment um, and and really connect with the other artists as much as the pe- the fans too. Um, I get juiced up from it. I get um, inspired by by the bands that are on there. So I go out and see as much music as I can. Um, and then I just I like people. So I love to I love to get out there and see the people reacting and yeah. and um, and then I'm usually up closing down uh, headphone disco too. So, oh yeah, so. nice. Speaking so as of far as being, huh? being out there uh, this past boat, I brought my kids for the first time, and Neon Trees was playing like a midnight show, and I had my seven-year-old out there, and she was just cutting it up right there where the like the pool area is, but they don't let the adults stand, but. They didn't care. They were just giving her love. And you came over and you're like, you're treating her right. You're, you're yeah. teaching her well early, man. And it was just so special. She's like, who is that? I was like, oh, that's Jet. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, so what I do is I work with with Sixth Man, um, whether it's one person or multiple people based on whatever it is we're dealing with at the time. And pretty much try to... I'm the, I'm, it's, it's my lane in the band. I'm, I'm speaking for everyone in the band when I'm doing these, you know, making these moves and stuff, but I always check with them because they're, yeah. they have great ideas, great opinions, but I'm, I'm kind of like the in between on anything that has to do with curating the fan experience. Awesome. So, um, you know, Ken is, I'm sure he explained to me, he's been, very, very hands-on in the, the artists. He digs in on all of that. Um, who, what's the, what's the next great artist experience? How many do we work with six men in that regard by that same, um, token, I work with them on every, everything from special shows, collaborations, um, the themes, um, the, uh, you know, the, 
just um, the looks, the decorations, the food, the, I, you know, um, some years they come together and seamlessly some years you can't really tell what's, you know, it's a little bit here and there and with synthesized stuff through the years um, and gotten a little more streamlined. I think probably the, the, the best one, it, well, I'll, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see what you guys think. Okay. What, what's your, what's your favorite one when it, when it comes to kind of what I'm talking about, that might've been something that, you know, that I'm, I was working on. Kind of the big themes. Yeah. I, I really themes. enjoyed the pixelated video uh, yeah. game one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, and uh, the, ast- I think we were talking about it earlier, the, uh, the astronaut. 20. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like the astronaut one. Yeah. 20. Yeah. That was, that was fun. That was fun with all the, both of those were fun visually um, working on, working on that stuff. And like I said, six man, I work with six man on this. So I'm a, I'm a lot of times just an idea guy too. And I'll recognize people's talents in other things and try to like help, you know, just bring out the best because at the end of the day, it's just about the, it's about the fan experience it's not about one person's ideas or, or any, you know, any one um, type of thing you're trying to get done, you know, musically or anything. It's it's about creating like these these great experiences. And the hard thing is like trying to top it every year. So m- my favorite that, that's been done that I feel like I keep trying to top, but I don't know if I, we've done it yet, was the um, circus theme. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because I just like the whole thing just worked in my head and it would, and six man and I just like, we just kept hitting it. It was like, Oh yeah, that's going to be great. And then, okay, I got this idea here. And and, okay. I know how to make that even better and how to make this five minutes, like the best five minutes we could possibly make. And you know, these, these performers and then the food and then the, mm-hmm. so that greatest, that greatest showman intro. I mean, having the mime, the, um, cotton candy, the yeah. little details really made that. Yeah. That's yeah. And it worked so well with the artwork and the vibe and it was unique. And so I love doing that. I, I'm, that's, that's a, that's just so fun for me to get to be a part of. Um, so I try to work on all that and then all the, things that Hazel has to do with the artist, um, you know, with sit-ins and things like that. I'm, I'm usually a part of, um, in one way or another. Are you also doing the finale? Like when you yes. covered Coldplay and are you yeah, the one? Oh, yeah. amazing. Like, like the circus finale. That was, yeah. that was probably, that was my favorite one. So we had, yeah, I was, I was sitting there going, okay, Remember that Broadway play, The Lion King, where they come down the aisles with the drums and stuff? Okay, we're doing that. <laughs> They're like, what? And we're going to put drummers up here, and we're going to drop screens, and then another big thing that says home, and then we're going to have a choir, and then we're going <laughs> to... Our poor production guys are going, you have got to be out of your mind, dude. We're on a cruise ship. <laughs> So I, we try to swing the bat every year and God bless six man, man. And, and the team that, that puts, you know, that has to, you know, our team and the, and the onboard, um, you know, staff that has to make this stuff all happen. It's, it's 10 times harder on a boat and you don't get to really rehearse it, you know, like you would a stage show. You kind of got one shot at this. Yeah. So when we go for these things, it's, it's flying by the seat of our pants a lot because there's a lot of things that have to go right. And there's tons of things that always go wrong. I don't know if everybody's <laughs> caught them through the years, 
But um, the one that stands out is um, I had these confetti. We had this confetti cannon issue. And for like four years, the conf- something went wrong with the confetti cannons. <laughs> in the finale. People didn't know, it, but, you know, because they're like, oh, there's some confetti or not. And I was like, it's just going <laughs> to rain confetti this year. And something happened. It was like three little things came out. This is one <laughs> thing where I, I, uh, I was like, okay, all the artists that come out, they're all just kind of standing there singing this chorus at the end. Let's give them something to do. So I was like, let's order um, blow up guitars and they can, like, you know, air guitar to this and stuff like that. Well, they ordered them and it was total Spinal Tap moment. They were those little... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm on stage playing. I see all these guys, all these guys and girls coming out on stage with these tiny little blow up guitars. I, I could have melted. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry and so embarrassed. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so many for everything that goes right, so many things go wrong. But you know, you just shoot for, you know, shoot for something that's gonna, you know, that's gonna translate. So. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Overall, every theme is a production, man. Like it is the amount of decorations and like the, the follow through on every little detail is, is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, You walk in an elevator, it's all wrapped. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's six, man. I don't get on there and do that. I just come up with help, come up with ideas. (laughs) So, So we ask this question to many of the artists that pop on, but from your first vote until now, talk to us about the evolution of Sixth Man and just, it has truly become a full-blown production. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Sixth Man started off being, you know, they were our management. And Andy, uh, there was a time where the rock boat was growing. He saw um, that it was a lot of work. Um, he also saw the opportunity to do some a couple other cruises and uh came to us and said do you want me to manage you guys or do you want me to manage this thing and you know try to make it the best it can be and we're like you're kind of the only guy for that job and um and he was he 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 did an amazing job building the culture of that company um which has also translated um to something that's very unique um i mean you know my my daughter did did an internship there and she's and has done a couple now and it just made me so proud she's like this, this what a cool cool company and culture of people that started with andy um i mean he was he was he was the you know just like we were the the start of the artist and the music and stuff he was the start of that of that work culture that implemented everything and his mentality as a manager and how that translated to how he um how he built sixth man and how to treat people um, how to treat the artists and how to treat the fans and the patrons um, really created something special in the industry. And um, I think that's what, what gives it its staying power and its, and its ability to grow as it has. Um, I couldn't be more proud of everybody. And then when Andy retired, um, he brought in my old drummer from Water Dog, Anthony Diaz. And Anthony has just done an amazing job. What, what a He's such an impressive individual to see work and to see him take what Andy did and even grow it from there, um, but keep retain the, you know, the culture um, that it started with back when we all started together 23 years ago. So um, it's wonderful to see their growth. And 
sometimes it's sometimes it's tough because you know they get new people in and you know somebody that i may have worked with for 10 years that like knows me how to work with me back knows me like the back of my head um now i'm working with somebody that's like maybe totally new so there's some learning curves there um we have to be a little more you know okay this is new ways of doing things they have to understand hey we were doing this since the beginning. So we do have some, some knowledge on how we move. So it's, you know, there's, there's a learning process there and growth process. Um, but uh, so far it's been, it's been great. You know, I just, it, it's so neat, like, you know, hearing the growth of the boat and then, you know, from a, from a patron standpoint, seeing people on as well, like you take somebody like Melissa and, and her son, Isaiah, and that whole story there and that unique um, progression of time and him being on all those boats and, Prince. and it, it's incredible. And then, and then turn the lens around this year, your son will be on the boat. Yeah. Um, as, as an artist, um, with, with the band DNA and like, what is as a father and as a professional, you know, the business and, and the human connection now coming together, what is, what was that like for you to be able to give him that news? I'm assuming it was you. It wasn't me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we sat on every boat. We sit and have our first meeting about not our first meeting, but we have a meeting um, about the next boat. I actually, we already have the whole next boat, all kind of uh, the whole vibe. Down. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. Whoa, I love the teaser. It is going to be awesome. Oh my God. I mean, we've already, got, we've already got graphics, the whole, it's, that's awesome. Badass. Um, we sit on the boat and have a meeting every year about next year's boat. And this past one, uh, my son's band got brought up by six man guys. Um, and, uh, he had, their band had played a rock by the sea event. I think a couple people saw them at that and they were like, Oh, you gotta get them on the boat. Somehow that got the sixth man. Um, honest to God, I'm, I'm, I was a little reluctant at first because I know how hard it is to get on this boat. Um, I know that there's a lot of really deserving artists out there. Um, so I didn't, I've never been one for a shortcut and I wanted to be really um, aware and cognizant of that. And I didn't want to put anybody off by it. So honestly, I kind of stepped out of it. I said, guys, I'm not going to say no, but you know, you got to do the research on them. If you think it's something that's going to work that, that the fans are going to like um, and it's going to have a, a, you know, a resounding impact on the boat musically or artistically, something different, however you want to look at, then you do what you want yeah. to do, but you know, I'm not going to make that call. So kind of, they talked about it around the table and next thing you know, they sent over a, uh, they contacted them through nice. my manager <laughs> went to him and uh, said, you guys are invited on the boat. So awesome. Very cool. And I will honestly say though, they can hold their own. I think that they'll, I think that they're going to impress some people. So, yeah, I've been watching and listening and uh, adding them to the playlists and thank you for that. They're uh, try, trying to get them on for a podcast. So <laughs> are, they, are they like, is it like hurting cats? You know, I've, I've, 
I've emailed a lot of artists in my life, and um, we are uh, we're playing tennis. It's just back and forth right now, just trying to get uh, a date. I think they just need dad's well, I permission. I wasn't the hardest. <laughs> you're, saying the, you're saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right? No, no. <laughs> it's it's just it's been it's uh it's it's awesome, and I'm uh, I'm excited when we have that chance to speak to them. And thank you um, for for having them on and and for saying kind words about them. Yeah. So, you know, 23 is coming. Um, it's right around the corner. I always just want to give you guys a shout out because amidst all this amazing atmosphere that you create and all the fun and all the collaborations and, you know, Mayor Scott Terry running around doing his thing, there's always that moment on the boat where we get the boaters get to shell out some money to raise money for 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 a good cause and can you talk to the boaters maybe some of the virgin boaters that are listening to this who who don't know exactly what i'm tiptoeing around i'll let you uh take it away uh i imagine you're talking about lyrics for life absolutely yeah all right um yeah so lyrics for life is a charity that sister hazel or ken block of sister hazel uh started years ago that we adopted as our band's charity um he uh, lost his little brother, Jeffrey, to cancer. Um, and it was our mission early on to give back in that way uh, to, to, towards child, uh, childhood cancer. Um, so early on in our career, we started touring hospitals, uh, bringing our acoustic guitars in, playing songs. And we recognized with, our, with the stage that we had and the ears that we had, we, had, we could do more. And so Ken had this idea um, to that he would call on our friends um, and have them write their lyrics down on anything they could think of, which has been pretty creative through the years. And we'd auction it off and do a show around it. And it's called Lyrics for Life. It's about the the you know the lyric and the power of the lyric and what that can do to profoundly impact um, something uh, as important as cancer and children's cancer. And, um, here we are in 2023. We just did our last one in Gainesville, um, at the performing arts center. We had Darius, our friend Darius come out and perform with us. And we raised $700,000 in one night. Um, incredible. It's a very, very worthy cause. Every single penny that we make, um, goes directly to stop children's cancer and the, uh, Gainesville, Cancer uh, Institute, which is one of the leading cancer institutes in in the country, so it's great that we have that in our hometown, and can directly feed that. So, um, yeah, so we uh, we auction up. I think we do something like like a guitar or something on the boat every year that we auction uh, several guitars from artists. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people have adopted it as as um, a charity that was worthy of giving to. Um, so we love that. Uh, there's been some other great events, um, like, like, uh, rock by the sea that Beth mm -hmm. Osnell started. And, um, I mean, it's basically all, they're all hardcore rock putters that patronize that thing every year. And, um, they do a great job with it. Um, and, and they, they, as part of their contribution to toward lyrics for life. And so, um, yeah, so, so as far as the rock boat goes, I guess they've kind of adopted it as the, as the charity as well, which means the world to us. 
So it's awesome. Yeah. So great. Music, charity, friends, family, bear hugs, and high fives. Absolutely. Uh, it's all it's all a soup of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> Jet, wanna thank you so much for taking time to to chat with us just before we set sail here. And uh um I'm just blessed and uh, thank you so much for for finding time again and uh we'll we'll see you on the boat, man. See you on Sounds that good. Uh, headphone disco late night. That's right. <laughs> or well, there's karaoke too this year. I might. Yeah, I saw that. No. So um, yeah, really, thank you guys once again for everything you do. It's really, it's it's amazing. It's amazing what the the um, attention you bring to all these artists and and uh, everything you do and and your your authenticity and passion for this is really, it, it doesn't fall short on us on, and seeing that. And it really, um, happy for all your success and, and really great to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. We'll see you on the boat. Okay, guys. See you on the boat.